a look back at the ISMG Healthcare Security Summit and the PCI Security Standards Council's top technologists on ransomware. These stories and more coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. Information Security Media Group brought together some of the leading thought leaders and practitioners in IT and healthcare IT security at last week's ISMG's Healthcare Security Summit in New York. And to get a report on the gathering, I'm joined by the summit's host, Healthcare Info Security Executive Editor, Marianne Kolbasak-McGee. Hi, Marianne. Hey, Eric. Hundreds of healthcare IT security stakeholders attended the event. What was on their minds? Medical device cybersecurity issues, breach prevention, detection, and response, and the balancing act between compliance efforts, patient privacy, and implementation of more robust cybersecurity programs were some of the hot issues that we tackled. We don't have time today to get into all those issues, but I'm curious about securing medical devices. What did attendees learn about medical device security? Well, we had a pretty lively panel discussion on medical device cybersecurity. That panel included Suzanne Schwartz of the Food and Drug Administration, who tried to dispel what she describes as a stubborn myth that adherence to the FDA's cybersecurity guidance for medical device makers is optional. Other panelists including a CISO and a technology attorney, however, contended that the standards for medical device cybersecurity aren't clearly spelled out. And other attendees also expressed a desire to see tougher FDA oversight and mandates. However, there were some others that noted that clinicians haven't exactly embraced strong cybersecurity features in medical devices. In fact, one of our panelists was a vendor of medical devices who described a situation where one of their largest customers outside the U.S. demanded that authentication requirements be removed from the company's products sold to them so that their clinicians would not be inconvenienced. What was the impression left with attendees on future FDA action on securing medical devices? Well, the FDA has certain regulatory boundaries, but in terms of some of the things that they can do to enforce the recommendations that FDA has for medical device makers in terms of the cybersecurity in new products as well as legacy devices, for instance, there has been a voluntary recall already by one vendor of implantable cardiac devices due to a cybersecurity problem, and FDA's Schwartz predicted that there could be other recalls coming down the pipeline. These would be voluntary recalls? Well, you know, in the the first instance, it was a voluntary recall by the vendor. The FDA could issue a recall, but it seems that they sort of split hairs on whether or not it's something that the FDA is asking for versus what a vendor is voluntarily doing. At the beginning of this conversation, you mentioned ransomware. What were the biggest concerns expressed about ransomware? One of the things that seems to be very worrisome to healthcare provider organizations, as well as regulators for that matter, is the uh, ability of ransomware to freeze up systems at organizations who aren't prepared to deal with it and potentially disrupt patient care to the point where patients are in danger. Do you get a feeling that people left the summit going back to their organizations with some kind of game plan in mind? 
Well, I hope they did. When we first opened at the summit, we did a poll of attendees asking them to rate the state of cybersecurity and healthcare, and the results were pretty disturbing. Nearly 70% of the respondents rated the state of cybersecurity and healthcare as either failing or barely passing. And 17% of respondents said the sector is in dire need of regulatory intervention. 14% said that cybersecurity in the healthcare sector isn't any worse than other sectors. But none of that is really very confidence building in terms of the state of healthcare cybersecurity. Over the two-day period, however, I think it was pretty apparent to many of the attendees and participants that they had a lot of mutual pain points. And hopefully our attendees benefited from some of the more progressive healthcare sector organizations that presented at the event, including New York Presbyterian and Aetna, who are both doing some pretty impressive things when it comes to cybersecurity issues. We've had interviews with both those organizations that can be found at healthcareinfosecurity.com. That's correct. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks, Eric. After this brief message, we'll return with observations on ransomware from the PCI Security Standards Council's Chief Technology Officer. We see that ransomware is a new opportunity for criminals. This is the ISMG Security Report. ISMG's 2018 global events will take place in over 100 cities across four continents. Don't miss the opportunity to meet with over 5,000 senior information security professionals and leading technology vendors from around the world to discuss the most pressing cybersecurity issues we face today. Visit events.ismg.io today. We're back. With the holidays fast approaching, retailers and other businesses could possibly see their sales eroded by ransomware attacks. That's in the mind of the leading technologists at the PCI Securities Standards Council, which is in the midst of updating its payments software framework. The threat posed by ransomware came up in an interview my ISMG colleague, Bank Info Security Executive Editor Tracy Kitten, conducted with Troy Leach. Leach is the council's chief technology officer. Here's an excerpt from that conversation. Ransomware is specifically noted by the council as a growing concern and one that this new secure framework can help to address. What specific recommendations is the council making and why is ransomware specifically called out? We see that ransomware is a new opportunity for criminals. As we start to devalue the data through EMV, through tokenization and their mechanisms, criminals are looking to other ways that they can try to monetize against financial services. And one way they do that is through asking and, and trying to get a ransom by taking over and encrypting someone's network or point-of-sale system. You know, ransomware for us still requires some basic controls to either be lacking, whether that's not patching regularly, not changing the default passwords or having weak passwords. There has to be some type of remote access for ransomware to get into the system. So we're still promoting some basic controls like that to prevent ransomware. But in the point of sale industry, what we've done is that terminals that are newer, uh, version three, according to the PCI, POI standard or newer than that, they have the opportunity to remove this malware at least every 24 hours. So it's a requirement that if there is this type of attack, and we also see fileless attacks where malware doesn't need to be installed separately, but it's somehow slipping by all of the uh, preventive controls because it's attaching itself to applications, we find that we can fix this by having 
good remote access practices by having good administrative controls, multi-factor authentication, password changes, and then also in the point-of-sale terminal directly, finding ways that we can refresh the memory so that if this malware gets past all those other controls and remains in memory, that at worst, it will stay in there for 22, 23 hours before it's restarted and it's removed from the point-of-sale system. To listen to Tracy's interview with Leach, go to bankinfosecurity.com. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Kevin Finisteer is a longtime security researcher and drone enthusiast who has become entangled in a conflict with Chinese drone manufacturer DJI over a security vulnerability report. Here's ISMG's security and technology editor Jeremy Kirk with details on this conflict. The situation has deteriorated, with DJI calling the security researcher, Kevin Finisterre, a hacker who threatened the company if his terms were not met. In late September, Finisterre sent a detailed 31-page vulnerability report to DJI. It appeared to qualify under the company's relatively new bug bounty disclosure program. Finisterre found that AWS servers used by DJI exposed private encryption keys, unencrypted flight logs, passport, ID card, and driver's license scans. He has not released the full findings publicly, but described the general issues in a blog post. He says DJI told him he qualified for a $30,000 bug bounty and even floated the idea of hiring him as a consultant. But first, DJI wanted him to sign a legal agreement. After obtaining advice from lawyers, Finisterre says he's refused to sign the agreement because he believes it doesn't offer enough protection and fears prosecution. So communication has now stopped between him and DJI and the company has asserted its rights under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. That move begs the question over whether the drone manufacturer might pursue criminal charges. Finisterre tells me the situation is weird stuff. He says he's never seen anything like it despite being in the security industry for a long time. The conflict with DJI highlights that despite an improving atmosphere between software vendors and security researchers, tension remains. It was not uncommon a decade ago for companies to allude to legal action after receiving vulnerability reports. As a result, some researchers went public with their findings in retribution before companies had a chance to patch. That potentially put users at risk. But those attitudes have largely changed. Many companies, including Google and Facebook, offer lucrative rewards for vulnerability information. DJI has its own program as well, but it only launched in August. If DJI ends up suing Finisterre, it's likely going to create outrage amongst the computer security community. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.